you know, it's really, as Phil said this morning, the most important decision you can make of your life is when you give your life to Jesus Christ and you become born again. Who can agree with that? Amen. But then the second most important decision that you need to make is the next step in that journey is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You see, the Holy Spirit is the empowerment. And Phil said this morning that you could have a car and it can be like the best car, the best hotted up car. You can have the greatest looking car, but without an engine, that car isn't going anywhere. And the Holy Spirit is like the engine, you know. We get this new, we get this new life in Christ. But then the Holy Spirit comes along like a wind and he blows the power of God upon us and he makes us live. You know, a while ago, a guy called Jesse DePlanis, he was a, he was a great uh, speaker, and he was crying out to God, you know, God, let me understand your kingdom, let me understand. And he was translated right out of his hotel room. It was said it was like it was like an elevator. And he went up and up and up and up in this elevator and he ended up in heaven. He walked out and he walked on the grass and the grass didn't bend and nothing was dying and the colours were anybody seen Avatar? <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, if man can do that out of his imagination what has God got in store for us that we haven't imagined yet? Because the Bible says he has in store for us things that we can't even imagine. And so Jesse DePlantis is looking at this place. He's looking at this place where the grass doesn't bend, where there's colours that we've never even seen on earth. And he's walking in this amazing place and then he hears all these people singing. And he goes and as he's walking there he sees this huge place with all these babies. What's these babies? And the angel that was walking with him said, these are all the babies that have died on earth. These are all the aborted babies. These are all the miscarriages. These are all the little ones that have died on earth and they're here and they're being raised by the women in heaven. And he's just like astounded and then he hears this singing and he goes into this huge throne room and he just sees everyone just worshipping God and everyone in white and it's all glory and beautiful and there's just the most amazing feeling and he sees God seated on the throne. He doesn't see his face because the Bible says if anyone sees his face will die. I remember one day we'll see him face to face when we are like him. We will be like him when we see him face to face. But he said that God, there was these little souls around God's head and they were going, send me, send me, send me. And then God would just go, and he would just breathe and these little souls would go down and be implanted in a woman's womb. And they'd be the children that he would send to earth. He said, all this was happening, all this was happening. He was just so astounded by it all. And he's a theologian, this guy. And then he sees his father there and he sees Jesus standing there. And he's just going, excuse me, I've got a question. I've got a question. And Jesus looks down, yes, what's the question? He said, where's the Holy Spirit? And they looked at him. Everybody looked at him like, duh, the Holy Spirit is on earth. The Holy Spirit is in here. He's on earth. You know, when Jesus left, he said this, I have to go, but I will not leave you as orphans. I will leave the Holy Spirit. Just put that scripture up for me, John 14, 15. It says this, If you love me, you will obey what I command, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. Everyone say forever. The Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him or knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and he will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. Jesus said that. He wouldn't leave us as orphans. I remember 
you know, after I was born again, I was born again in a most amazing way where actually Jesus himself came into a hotel room and revealed himself to me and spoke to me himself. So I was just like radically born again, unstoppable, wanted my whole life just to be his and I was just radically wanting to run after him. And when I came back to Australia and I met Phil and he had had a similar encounter, although he didn't see the face of Jesus, but he gave his heart to the Lord by reading a book and we just hit it off, talking about the Lord, talking about the Lord, talking about the Lord. That's all we could talk about. And I was so hungry, but I didn't know about church and I didn't never met a Christian. And I, I was 21 years old and I'd never heard anyone tell me about Jesus. I'd never heard. He had to come himself. I said, God, why did you come yourself, Jesus? Why? You know, am I special or what? You know, we're all special, you know. But I felt kind of special that Jesus himself, and he said, because I sent them and they didn't come. No one would come to you. And I called them and I sent them and they wouldn't tell you. And I was crying out for truth, amen. I was crying out for truth. So when I met Phil... It was just like, I want more. There's got to be more than this. Is there church? Is there, a lot? you know, what is church? I've been to sort of some churches and I tried to find Jesus there straight after I'd seen him and I walked into the church and I just looked around and I were doing all these things with smoke and stuff and up and down and round and round and doing all this stuff. And I just stood there and I went, well, he's not here. I mean, I know what he feels like. I know what he smells like. I know what it feels like when he's in the room. And he is not here. I don't know what you are all doing, but he is not here. And so then I was confused. So where is Jesus if he's not in the church? Where is he? You know, where is this power? Where is this feeling that I had when I was in his presence? And so Phil and I ended up getting married. We went off on our honeymoon. And while we were on our honeymoon, we met some old friends. And... Um, of Phil's, and we went around to their house, and they were born again, and they started to tell us, oh, we're born again, and they started to say scriptures and stuff, and I said, that's what I am, that's what I am, I'm born again, like I didn't understand what had happened to me, no one ever told me what had happened to me, I'm born again, I've got a name for it, I'm not a freak, I'm not a fruit loop, I'm actually born again, and I'm, woo, and then she goes, but wait, you know that old line, but wait, there's more, and I went, I knew there was more, I knew it. And we're on our honeymoon, Phil's going, yeah, can you just, like, handbrake slide, what? You know, me, look in the eyes, me, 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 me. You know, are you in love with me, me, me? Just leave God out for a minute, you know. And I'm going, no, what is the more? And she says, do you know what? You can be baptised in water and you can be baptised in the Holy Spirit, in power. And I just went, I want it now. I want it, Daddy, and I want it now. <laughs> and Phil's going, Jules, like, just chill. I'm going, no, where is your pastor? Where is he? Bring him up. Get him here now. Duck me in the water. I don't care if it's a creek bed. Get me in that water. I want the power of God. I want the more. I know when I looked into Jesus' eyes that there was so much more than I had seen in religion and in the world. And I knew that I wanted more, much, 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 much more. And so this lady, the pastor came and he said, look, you know, you better listen to your husband and just chill. And why don't you go back to Sydney and maybe you can find a place there where you can be water baptised. And Anyway, so we came back to Sydney and uh, found a church, praise God, walked in there and I thought, he's here! It was a church like ours, you know, it was like, yes, he's here! And it was like, Jesus is here, this is so good. And the first thing the pastor said to me, he said, you know what, 
have you been water baptized? Because we water baptized people who I said, yes, where is the water? And there was a tank in the corner of this church. I said, get me in the water, quick. And so Phil said, come on, Phil, we're getting baptized. And so we, they put these white robes on us, like it was kind of weird. There was this tank in the middle, in the side. You know, it was kind of like the white clothes suddenly made you holy or something. It was like really weird. But anyway, it was nice. It was nice. It was nice. Covered up things. And um, anyway, so I go to get in this tank. And then my mum comes. My mum and dad come because they think I'm getting into a cult. And that this is a tongue-talking church. And you're getting into a cult. And so we've got to get you out of this place. And so my mom, who is just like this incredible sanguine personality, she's just got, you know those people that walk into the room mouth first and then they hug everything that moves? She's like that. And she's just full of life and she's the life of the party and she doesn't really care what people think anyway. And she's right at the back of the church, you see? And I'm just about to get in the tank. And I hear my mother stand say, I'm not waiting for you any longer, Desi. Get me in that water. And she runs down the front jumps in and splashes water everywhere. Duck me now. She's like, <laughs> so she got ducked. And then my deaf brother was there. He's a foster child raised with us and he's completely deaf. And you know, when deaf people talk, oh, 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 really, they, like, they don't know how loud they are. And so he's at the back and he's going, oh, no, no, no. and he runs and he jumps in the tank. Me feel like I haven't been in there yet. And it's like, and this pass is looking gone. Now I'm thinking, like, this is a pastor's dream, people. This is a pastor's dream. I mean, I wish I had a crazy family come in here and all want to get water baptized at once, you know. Come on. And I found out later that my sister got baptized the same day in Foster. And I didn't know. It was just, just all happening. Anyway, puffed out now. Hang on. I think it's hot flushes, girls. All those, all those ladies my age go, hmm. Anyway. Anyway, so it's our time to be water baptized. I'm so excited. I'm just pumped because I just want it all, God. And so they put me in this tank. They make me put my hands like that and that and down on your knees. And then they went, duck, duck, like that. Okay, you're done. I went, no, I'm not done. And he said, the pastor goes, get out of the tank, please. No, I'm not done. I'm not done. And I put my hands in the air like this and I'm just like, come on, come on. I want to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. I want the lot. I want the full deal. And they just, they end up lifting me out of the tank because my father's running down the aisle thinking I'm hypnotized. And so (laughs) they lifted me out of the tank and said, yeah, well, you know, we'll do this bit in private. You know, and I'm ripped off. I'm so ripped off. And so anyway, I ended up going back to our caravan that we lived in then and getting into my room with the Bible and just praying, praying, saying, God, I just want this so badly. I just want it so badly. Please, you know, it's not dependent on man. Jesus came to visit me in my own room. Like, can't the Holy Spirit come here, meet me right here? And the next minute I just felt this, well, they say the wind of the Holy Spirit, you know, in Acts. It's what Acts is... um, Yeah, Acts chapter 2. Can you put that up? Watch this. And this is what happened to me. Now, Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. It's all right. Maddie's learning, aren't you, Matt? Doing a good job, Matt. You're doing a great job, Matt. We're here. Okay. Okay, can I go from verse 1, please? 
here. When the day of Pentecost came, so Jesus had promised that the Holy Spirit would be, be sent. He said, I won't leave you as orphans. He said, go to the upper room and wait there. Wait till you are clothed with power. And it says here, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Yep. And suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each one of them. And all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. And so I'm sitting in this caravan on this bed with the Bible open and I just feel the presence of God come into the place. And I feel, I feel like something fills me. And the next minute I start speaking in a language that I had never heard. It's a language of heaven. It's a language that they speak in heaven. It's a language of angels. And I began to speak in this language. And as I spoke in this language, it was like the Bible talks about rivers of living water that flow from you. And I felt like there was this power going in and there was power coming out. And there was power going in and there was power coming out. And I started to cry and I just felt so complete. It was like, this is what I've looked for my whole life. This is what I've wanted my whole life, is to be filled with God to be totally baptized and immersed in God, to be not just like, you know, born again with a little flame, but to be totally, totally baptized in the Holy Spirit and totally belong to God. You know, in Jilly's song she sang tonight, I surrender it all to you, Lord. And that's how I was. I don't, I, look, I'd seen enough life, you know, living in the entertainment industry and show business. I'd seen a lot of life been in show business since I was eight years old, never had a childhood, just on the stage, mixing with adults, with people. I'd seen a lot of life. And I knew when I heard the truth, and when I saw the truth, and when I saw the power of the Holy Spirit, I knew that this is what I needed and this is what I'd searched for for my whole life. Yeah. 26 years later, I'm still hungry for more. 26 years later, he has never let me down. 26 years later, he comes in the nature of the Holy Spirit like a gentleman and he walks with me and he talks with me and he guides me and he leads me into all truth. You know, the Holy Spirit is such a beautiful person. Yes, I said person. The Holy Spirit is a person. Just as Jesus is a person, just as Father God is a person, the Holy Spirit is a person, he's the precious third part of the Trinity of God. He is the part of God that is here on earth with us. He is the paraclete who walks with us. And if we don't have the Holy Spirit, we are like orphans. Because Jesus said, I will not leave you as orphans, but I will send the promised Holy Spirit and he will lead you, he will guide you, he will teach you. You know, the Holy Spirit is the one that convicts us of sin. And I don't know how many times the Holy Spirit has saved me. I thank him all the time when he'll come and he'll whisper to me, don't go that way, don't walk that way, don't think those thoughts. Lay it down, walk out of it, walk away from it. And, and I've, I've learned to listen to his voice when he comes. and he Because the Bible says this, pray. Deliver us from evil. Keep us from temptation. The Holy Spirit is the one who can warn you of evil, who can warn you of temptation, and who can deliver you and guide you 
and walk with you and talk with you. Amen. I just want to quickly just go through just a couple of things because, you know, to know the Holy Spirit and to know anyone, it's really hard to open yourself up to someone if you don't know them. You know what I mean? Like we can say, oh, yeah, he's great, he's wonderful. He's all, you know. If someone said to me like Phil, oh, he's just so hot, he's so wonderful and all that stuff, but I would have to meet him myself. You know what I'm saying? And so, and when I looked into his eyes, then I'd have to know more about him. Then I have to know about his nature. I'm not going to, you know, hook myself up to someone that hasn't got a good nature, good character. Amen? And so it's the same with the Holy Spirit. It's relationship. And the Holy Spirit, and even if you have been baptized in the Holy Spirit before, you know that, that you, you can be baptized every day. Fresh oil. Fresh baptism fresh anointing. Every day we leak. We get filled and we leak. We get filled and we leak. One baptism doesn't last you until Jesus comes home. Amen. You need to be continuously filled with the Holy Spirit. And so to do that we need to trust him and to trust him we need to know him. So look, let's look at this. The Holy Spirit is like oil. He's like fire. He's like wind. He's like rivers of water. He's like a dove. Now, these are metaphors that are used in the Bible to describe the Holy Spirit. They're metaphors, okay? And so let's have a look at these just quickly. The oil. The Holy Spirit is called oil. 1 John 2, 27. You can put that up quickly. He's called oil because he is soothing. Anybody, you know, got any sore spots? Anybody got any broken hearts? Anybody got any pain, painful memories? Anybody got any brains that are just tired and overworked? And anybody just sick and tired of worrying about money and worrying about it? And the Holy Spirit comes like oil and he soothes us. He suits like soothing. You get in his presence and he just feels soothed. It's like everything just drops off, falls away. He's liberating. He's lubricating. The Holy Spirit is oil that liberates. He's freedom. He brings you into freedom. He teaches you how to walk in freedom. And I don't mean just freedom as in freedom of sin and freedom of, you know, a better life. All those things are fantastic. But the greatest freedom you can have is the freedom to be you. And the Holy Spirit knows you. He knows who you are. He knows who you're meant to be. He knows how to talk to you. He knows your language. He knows how you need to be loved. He knows how you need to be attended to. He knows the plans that God has for you. And he helps you to walk them out. He is the greatest liberator, the Holy Spirit. He's lubricating. He sets our personalities free. Amen? You know, it's so cool to just be yourself and not really care what anybody else thinks. It's so cool to actually like yourself. And the Holy Spirit teaches us to like ourselves. And he shows us areas of our personality that kind of need changing. But then he brings in such a beautiful aspect of encouragement that we just feel like, yes. You know, if that was gone, I'd be a cool person, Holy Spirit. I agree with you. Let's deal with that. And so then he comes as fire. 
And the the Bible talks about him as fire, and he like burns. He burns the dross. He burns the stuff. He purifies us like fire, like gold. The Bible talks about us like gold. And when he burns in us, he purifies. He purifies. He turns up the heat inside of us, and all the dross comes to the top. And, you know, and that's when you feel your worst, because it's like everybody can see my dross right now. And it's like the Holy Spirit then covers you over because he's a gentleman and he's sweet and he doesn't want anyone to see your dross. And he covers you with his wings and he stays around you and he protects you when you're vulnerable, when you're being undone, when you're being changed by God. He's just so gentle with you. He's so kind. He's so beautiful. And then he puts a zeal in you as well with the fire of God that burns for God. You know, the zeal of God has consumed me. And the Holy Spirit brings a zeal for God. Without the, ze- without the Holy Spirit, it's very hard to be passionate about God. You might be passionate for a week and then something else, get, you know. But the Holy Spirit, he just keeps going, wait, you haven't seen this about God. And he just opens your eyes to another place. He enthuses us. He motivates us. He gives us visions and dreams that are greater than us. That's what I love about the Holy Spirit. He gives us visions and dreams that are greater than us. If we don't have the Holy Spirit, we'll have tunnel vision. We'll just live the way that we think. It says there is a way that seems right to a man, but its way ends in destruction. You know, I don't want to just live a life that seems right to me. I want my vision to be broadened, and I want to know exactly what the Holy Spirit is saying to me about my life, and I want the visions and dreams that are bigger than me. Even the things that scare us, we need to walk into them as the Holy Spirit leads us. He's fire. He's wind. The Holy Spirit is wind. And when the wind comes, there's a cleansing. When the wind comes... There's, there's a beautiful, refreshing wind. Ever, I mean, last week, I got up like 5.30 in the morning. I heard the Holy Spirit calling me at Diamond Head. And we're on holidays. It's supposed to be when you sleep in. But I could hear the waves. And I could hear the Holy Spirit's voice in the waves calling me, calling me. And so the sun's not even up yet. It's just beginning to be, you know, the, the dawn. And I go out on the beach and I feel the Holy Spirit just wrap right around me. He's so beautiful. He's so gorgeous. And he's just right there with me. And he's calling me. He's calling me. He's calling me. And I just stand on the beach and a gentle wind starts to blow. And I just feel so refreshed. No, suddenly it's not 5.30 in the morning. Suddenly I feel like I could fly. Suddenly I feel like I could jump on a surfboard and I could give this a go. Like those waves look hot to me. And I was just like so enamored with him. And then just to top it all off, the sun begins to rise, this big orange ball right there. I'm the only person on an eight-kilometer beach. And I'm just going, whoa. And he's just going, I know, I want you to see this, you know. This is so cool. I'm so glad you're here with me to see this. He's just there. He's cleansing. He's refreshing. He's encouraging us. And then he comes like a dove, amen. Remember when he ascended on Jesus, at Jesus' baptism, he came like a dove. And a dove reveals the gentle nature of the Holy Spirit. You know that he will never force you. He is a gentleman. He is gentle. He is kind. He will never, ever, ever force his way on you. He will usually whisper to you once, twice, and then he'll back off. 
and you choose. You choose. You can walk away and not listen. What about that morning if I would have said, oh, I'm on holidays. I'm sleeping in. I thought about it at the end of the week. I thought that was the highlight of my whole week. I would have missed it if I had said to the Holy Spirit, no, I'm sleeping in, you know. And he comes gently. And the dove is pure and harmless. The Holy Spirit is pure. And he's completely harmless. You know, so many people get freaked out about the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues and all this. But I'm telling you this, he is harmless like a dove. The last thing in the world that he would do is harm you. In fact, he is here to protect you. He is here to counsel you. He is here to keep you. He's here to watch over you. He is here in the place of Jesus and Father God to look after you. He is responsible for you. Why would someone ever want to harm you like that? He is harmless. And then the scriptures say he's a river of water. He's a river of water. And he's thirst quenching. He's refreshing. And he's cleansing. You know, you hear us sing songs like, I'm so thirsty for you, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come, I'm so thirsty for God. And there's something inside of us. Jesus said, if you drink of this water, you'll never thirst again. And the Holy Spirit brings water that absolutely satisfies us. You know what I mean? Like on a hot day, you can have a drink of water and you're thirsty again. You have another drink of water, you're thirsty again. You have another... But you know what? And the Holy Spirit comes and spiritually he gives us a drink and we just get filled up and we're not thirsty anymore until we need the next drink because we leak. Amen. Or we dehydrate, one or the other. He's thirst quenching, refreshing and cleansing. Let me tell you this. The Holy Spirit is an absolute friend. He's my friend. And every day I say to him, I don't know what I would do without you, Holy Spirit. Thank you so much for all these years being my friend. Thank you for revealing things to me. Thank you for leading me, guiding me, teaching me, remembering things about Jesus and bringing them to my remembrance. Thank you for counselling me when I was down and out and hurting, when I was trying to get through my past and come into a new future. Thank you for being my counsellor, Holy Spirit. Thank you for being my best friend. Let's just stand to our feet right now in this place. And maybe, you know, maybe you've heard me talk of the Holy Spirit, but maybe you've never even met Jesus. You know, I said the first most important thing that you can do is meet Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour. He is the door. There's no other door. There's no other way to God except through Jesus Christ. He is the door. And when you walk through that door, you walk into a whole new world, a whole new realm, a whole new place where God intended you to live, in a supernatural realm, in a spiritual realm, in a place that you would call home. Amen. And so if you have not received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour, in a little while, Pastor Phil is going to give you an opportunity to do that. And I just, look, it's just the greatest thing. It's just the greatest thing. It's a free gift. It's a prayer. And you're through the door. Amen. But there's people here I know that are not baptised in the Holy Spirit. 
Or maybe you were baptized in the Holy Spirit and you've gone dry and you've just forgotten what that felt like. Maybe you need just a power encounter with him tonight. And I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, Julie, if you speak about me, I'll come. If you tell them about me, I will come. You know, I feel like I'm sharing with you about the most intimate details of my life because the Holy Spirit is so precious to me and so intimate to me that if you were to grieve him, it would kill me. You know what I'm saying? If you, if you were to shun him, then I, I would be hurting for him because he is so beautiful. But tonight, why don't you come with open arms, with open hearts, and let us pray for you for the baptism of the Holy Spirit or to be filled again with the Holy Spirit or to be touched by God. Just close your eyes right now. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Jesus name. Can the girls just sing that hallelujah for me for a minute? Jesus name. Just a vocalist. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Come. Holy Spirit, come. Just like you feel the upper room. Just like you came, Holy Spirit, and you filled my caravan. God, you can come anywhere. Anywhere where we ask. Why don't you begin to ask right now if you really want him to come? Say, come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. 